monkeys and monsters walk the earth, but these podcasters are filled with mirth. We'll watch films that are spooky, silly, and fun, but this time we'll watch the entire movie in one. So prepare to laugh beyond all reason. It's Edging Podcast's Halloween season. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Edging Podcasts, Edging on Halloweenies season, where we talk about Halloween-themed movies entirely in one podcast episode. I am one of your hosts, Spooky Drooby Drew. I am the spirit of Sam, disembodied and floating around in your ears. I'm Adam the Mad Lad, and our special guest for this week... Texas Alexis. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> yes. That's a good one. Today we're talking about a movie that everyone has seen, but very few people actually remember most of it. We're talking about most, very few people remember how weird it actually is. The Scooby Doo movie, the live action one from two thousand and two. What an absolute uh, wild ride this film's backstory is. Oh my gosh. Who wants to start with their favorite uh, interesting background on this movie? I know Sam well, has think, a few. I think the thing we got to get out of the way right away is that this movie was supposed to be rated R. Originally, it was rated R. There is an R cut of this movie somewhere out there. Directed by who? Or written by who? Uh, James Gunn. Guns Guardians first of the Galaxy, uh, Suicide Squad, Scooby-Doo yep. 2002, we want the rated R cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sam was telling us about this rated R cut, and as usual, we thought Sam was a dirty, rotten liar and didn't believe him. <laughs> until we started doing research, and it turns out, yes, it was. There are actually several different uh, instances where... Uh, the main character's cleavage is uh, censored with CGI at several instances because they were only allowed to have a certain amount of on-screen cleavage in this PG movie. So I don't know if you guys know the full backstory. What happened was in 2001, there was an adult-oriented uh, Josie and the Pussycats movie. And it was an absolute flop. It did so badly that partway through the production of this movie, they were like, ah, shit, we got to make this a kid's movie. We got to try to unfuck it. How do we, what do we do? Oh, no, it's already too awful. In the original cut, actually, they... Uh, obviously, you can you can say some, some F-bombs in an R-rated movie. They actually had 13 in the original cut of this movie, which doesn't doesn't sound like much when you consider that they're all by Scooby-Doo himself. Raggy, we're fucked. Really? Is that, is that true, Sam? No, actually, they're all in relation to intercourse, too. Are you... No, it's, it's, that's, that's completely false. <laughs> but they could have got a fuck in there. They could have got they a couple It's PG-13. Alexis... Alexis, what do you what do you think generally about this movie? Well, I think it's improved my quality of life, as I still <laughs> as I still love it to this day, 
And I really like Matthew Lillard. He's in some of my other favorite movies. Yeah, that that's something that you'll see across the board from uh, critics and movie reviewers. Everyone has praised uh, Matthew Lillard's portrayal of Shaggy. His beautiful, uh, the, the the beautiful uh, blunt outfit. <laughs> At one point in this movie, Shaggy is dressed like weed. At one point, is it is it multiple points? I don't know. His... No, no, that's the second one. It... The second one, he's got like a oh, green no. undershirt and a big brown jacket. Yeah, the frilly green undershirt. Oh man, it's yeah. the second one. Shit. Yeah, we missed out. <clears throat> Sam just watched them both back to back and got him confused. I misremembered. I got the wires crossed in my brain. <laughs> I think I like this movie more than I did as a kid. It is that bad? No, I was thinking the same <laughs> no. thing watching it through. I was dying of laughter throughout this whole movie. I remember I watched it probably a dozen times when it came around the time it came out when I was a kid. And I haven't seen it for about 10 years, maybe 15 even. But god damn, is it funny. <laughs> Ooh. I might this this might just be because I'm old, but I did see this in the theaters when it came out. Yeah, I, I did too. I did too. Scrappy dude scared get the shit out of me. That's, that's if you haven't seen the movie, this sounds so awful to say. It makes me sound like a weenie. No. Scrappy dude's terrifying in this. No, he's awful. He's the worst. Oh, speaking of Scrappy-Doo, another really interesting and uh, famous bit of trivia from this movie. Tim Curry was originally supposed to play the character of the head of the island resort, Mondavarius. Yes, but he dropped out uh, right before production started because he found out Scrappy-Doo was in the movie. And he hated <laughs> Scrappy-Doo so much that he left the production just because of that. You gotta respect him for it. <laughs> so Man, in walks what's right. uh, Rowan Atkinson, Mr. Bean, to fill the sh- big clown <laughs> shoes of Tim Curry. Scooby Doo, the Island. How could they missed a huge opportunity to make him actually Mr. Bean? It could have been like one of those old Scooby Doo's and Scooby Doo and Friends things. Mr. Bean just happened to be the guest for this movie. Oh, oh, that's a great idea. I love that. I know. It would have been a fun little crossover. <laughs> I wasn't sad about it before, but now I am. We get a couple little other crossovers. There's a couple other famous, uh, <clears throat> notable figures that make appearances throughout this movie, but we'll get into them as they appear. All right. Let's talk about this opening real quick. <laughs> let's kind of get this out of the way. The one with the clan ghost? With the clan ghost. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That thing's actually kind of scary. Yeah, it's got that weird-ass white uh, silk coat with a black face painted on it. It's got, like, a really big grin. Mm. It breathes fire, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we first see him, and he's, he's got Daphne under his arm. And he is, like, squeezing her caboose so hard. That's... Is this something I don't remember... I don't no. remember Daphne ever being a damsel in distress in the original show. I remember her falling into trap doors a lot, but she was never, like, captured all that much, was she? I think so. I mean, uh, a lot of the times they got her, you know, tied up 
on a chair or something with her with her scarf around her face oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. It really really makes you wonder what the what the monster's motives were like <laughs> i've kidnapped another i've kidnapped somebody uh, i don't know just wait around i'm trying to scare people away from my amusement park or something <laughs> <laughs> hold that thought i'm burning it down for insurance money <laughs> They always have the lamest motives in Scooby-Doo. I know, it's always, oh, there's oil underneath this circus tent. Alexis, do you remember what the motive of the the moon, the lunar ghost is in this beginning? Um, gosh, I, the only thing I can think of is, uh, he's trying to break into Pamela Anderson's Barbie doll warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. We get our little introduction and Pam Anderson crashes through the side of the toy factory in the mystery machine. Why? <laughs> you know what Stop you know what kids power. love? Kids love blondes with big tits. Especially ones who have ecologically friendly action figure lines. <laughs> I forgot that was the uh, Oh Jesus. Uh, always ahead of its time, that Scooby Doo. So so after Scooby Dooby and the gang defeat the lunar ghost, he says that his motive was he wanted to make Pamela Anderson fall in love with him by being a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> she has uh, a type. Have you seen how white and sickly Tommy Lee is? But why why was she driving the mystery machine? Did they leave the keys in the van? Is she <laughs> Did she have member? a spare? Yeah, is she a member of the group? Was this part of the plan? I, I th- Apparently this opening scene, this is a true fact. I'm not making this one up. This was actually supposed to be relevant later in the movie, but they just kind of went, eh, nah. Yeah, he was, the Lunar Ghost was supposed to be the one behind it in the entire uh, grand scheme of the movie's plot. Oh, that would have sucked. I know. Yeah. He was a really, really <laughs> awful villain. Maybe they would have given him me... some development, though. Who knows? Do you remember me from the first five minutes? <laughs> it was I. <laughs> That's basically how all Scooby-Doo cartoons were, though. You met the guy who was the villain once. He's like, I'll take this uh, injured man off your hands. By the way, I'm... Insert name here. I'm and then Billy they're like, Binkin. oh, it was the guy we ran into at the gas station. I I'm knew Billy it. Blinks, the caretaker. He... <laughs> He's the guy from the gas station that not told us not to go to the abandoned military base because there was a ghost there. <laughs> and you're telling me it was him? What? Actually, they break this trope later in the movie. That's true. And they do it with panache and ganache. Oh, yeah. So after they solve the mystery, the gang decides to break up and they all go their separate ways. For like two years and uh we go to shaggy and scooby who are beach bums living in the mystery machine and they're eating the hamburgies and then they get a, a knock at their door it's a guy who wants them to go to a, a haunted theme park called spooky island because apparently there's actual ghost stuff happening and by the way if you call your haunted amusement park spooky island you've won the game and i want a full lifelong pass Spooky Island kicks ass in this movie. It's one of my favorite things about this movie. I know. Didn't that place look awesome? The spooky Island is where teens go to fuck. 
<laughs> Hell yeah. That's where Scrappy Doo went to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So, as you might imagine, this was a ploy to get all the gang reunited. So they run into each other at the airport. They're having their, their catch-up talk. I love what Fred's been doing in the time since. He's Fred. been on a book tour for his book, Fred, Fred to Fred. On th- Fred on Fred. Yeah, Fred on Fred. Because <laughs> he's the most well-developed Our, and fleshed-out member of the Mystery Gang. He is. He's the one that I would have loved to read a book about the most. I would have loved to see some Fred on Fred action, if you know what I'm talking about. My Fred Jones ex- Oh, I know what My you're Fred Jones about. ex Fred Figglehorn fan fiction. <laughs> but Velma started working at NASA. I mean, yeah, you know, no yeah. big deal. <laughs> and and Daphne, I guess, oh. has taken self defense courses. And she's turned her body <laughs> into a weapon. And the, t- in order to sneak Scooby Doo on this plane, they make this giant computer generated dog put on a, a dress and glasses to be their grandma, <laughs> so they don't have to pay for like a pet fee. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not even that it was a pet fee. It, they specifically said that they don't let animals on oh, the plane. Yeah. Even though there's a cat on the plane in the next scene. <laughs> just roaming, sitting on a lap out in the open. Even though they f- let Fred in, no problem. <laughs> Fucking <Yeah. animal. laughs> Come on, Sam, you know that Fred's toilet trained now. <laughs> I... This is a very strange tangent, but they introduce a character on the plane named Mary Jane, and she's not important for this tangent, but in the scene where she is introduced in the frame, there's a character off to the right who is wearing a Mao Zedong t-shirt. I swear. <laughs> it literally says Mao Zedong. So it- the mise-en-scene in this movie is really out there. <laughs> mm. We want people to know that we support... Yeah, this is definitely one of the stranger scenes. We want people to know that we support the Great Leap Forward. But we also want to make a Scooby-Doo movie. <laughs> this is a movie with a lot to say. Bouncing off that, I, I want to talk real quick about how great the casting is for this movie. I'm going to be totally honest. I think all of the, the Scooby-Doo gang is pretty well cast. Yeah. And you got... You got... Fred. And you got... Valma, they're all here. All the characters. Literally every character from Scoop. Oh, you know who they should have had in this movie? Do you guys remember Scooby Dumb? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, I love Scooby Dumb. Alexis, can you give us a brief rundown on Scooby Dumb for the ninety percent of people who don't know who he is? <laughs> Me, I need to know. <laughs> So Scooby-Dumb looks exactly like Scooby, but he's pure white, and I'm pretty sure he wears a hat, and he's yeah. very what stupid. <laughs> what, what's is, the relation? Is that Scooby's uncle or cousin? Or? Yeah, I think he's his cousin. I'm looking this up right now. <laughs> See, this is when I feel like you're making this up. <laughs> no. no, Sam, come on, Scooby-Dumb. Come on, Sam. Oh, Scooby-Dumb, he's like Scooby-Doo, but he's white and he's dumb. <laughs> He's a big white dumb Don't dumb. you know Scooby Dumb? Duh. <laughs> yeah, he wears a, a red hat. Yeah. He, I'm, he so mad. I'm so mad that I recognize Scooby Dumb instantly. I know. <laughs> he's got that he's got that classic catchphrase. 
Dum 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 dum. What's wrong with What's wrong with his lips? <laughs> He's know. got a mustache. That's what's wrong with Please his look lips. up Scooby Dumb. Listen, dear listener, please look up Scooby Dumb right now because you got to see how fucked up his lips are. It's, it's only on the left side. Like the left half of his face just kind of—it looks like he had a stroke. Guys, Sam, he, he canonically did have a stroke. That's why he had to join the gang. He had to quit the factory he worked at. Guys, Scooby Dumb, the Wikipedia page, uh, section three, <laughs> powers and abilities. <laughs> <laughs> Scooby Dumb's foolishness sometimes allows him to break the, quote, laws of physics, allowing him to save the day when nothing else will work. For example, when the gang was trapped in a locked tomb, the only way to reach out was the ceiling. They built a human tower that wasn't high enough, so Scooby Dumb, at the bottom of the tower, simply pulled himself up out of place, scrambled to the top, and his ignorance of the laws of gravity thus saved the entire gang. <laughs> Imagine being so dumb that you can break the laws of the universe. <laughs> Alright, moving on from Scooby Dumb, as delightful of a talk as that <laughs> Somehow. is. Somehow. I could talk about Scooby Dumb for hours, and I have. We're going to be moving on from Scooby Dumb in conversation, but just know that he'll be occupying our, our headspace for a very long time. Yeah, can we get some thoughts and prayers for Scooby Dumb? I'm scared to look up what Scooby Dumb sounds like, but I really want to know. <laughs> like this. <laughs> of course he does. Yeah. <laughs> That's genius. Hanna Barbera, you died again. So on the plane, Shaggy meets Mary Jane, who's going to be his love interest. She's a hippie girl who also drinks, Sco- also eats Scooby snacks, which is revealed is dog food in this movie. Not sure if that's canon. I believe it is. That it is dog food. I believe that it is canon. And. Uh, a great instance of James Gunn humor, I think, in this scene is when Scooby goes to sit by Fred and he starts barking at a cat that's also in the in the plane. Fred says to Velma sitting beside him, he's like, it's basic behavioral therapy. You flick a dog in the nose to make it stop doing things. And so he flicks Scooby in the nose and without missing a beat, Scooby decks Fred in the face. <laughs> <laughs> we all kind of want to deck Fred in the face, though. He's the most punchable of the Scooby gang. I know, man. Well, Fred needs scrappy. to sort his shit out. I, I, yeah, alright, Scrappy-Doo. I'll give you <laughs> some Scrappy points. So they get a, get to the island, where they're greeted by Rowan Atkinson, Mr. B who's himself. Hitting who's hitting teenagers with a big robot skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> and he tells them about uh, the mystery, which is... Uh, Teenagers come to spring break as wild, crazy party animals, and they leave as well-adjusted young adults. <laughs> Normal people. Oh, boy. Which, in and of itself, doesn't really seem like much of a mystery. But he's convinced that there's some kind of witchcraft or magical spell putting them into a sort of brain-controlled state. Mary fuck kill the extended Scooby-Doo gang. Who's the extended? I thought the extended was Shaggy, Scrappy, anyone, and Scooby. Anyone you want, including the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> <laughs> Are the Harlem Globetrotters one entity in this hypothetical? No, you can pick anyone, and Rowan Atkinson is now included. Alright, so let me give a quick rundown. We got Shaggy, <laughs> Scooby, Fred, Velma, Daphne, the classics, 
Scrappy mm-hmm. and Scooby Dumb, mm-hmm. each of the Harlem Globetrotters, and the three Hex Girls. Okay, well, I'm going to marry the Hex Girls. Oh, Fuck the Globetrotters. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Shaggy and Scooby. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna die! I'm I'm gonna give the Hex Girls what they want by fucking marrying, killing all of them. <laughs> oh my god. In an order that would surprise most. I marry the Hex Girls. I fuck the ghost from the... <laughs> Just the guy in a bed sheet. He's already got the bed sheet. It's perfect. Oh, and, and I, no, I take it back. I kill the ghost. I, I want to know what happens. <laughs> you can't kill the ghost. It's Mary Fuck Kill. You have to. I'd kill the Globetrotters so that way my, my home team, the Washington Generals, can finally bring home a win. Good on you for it. All right, let's let's jump around here a little bit because there's a whole about thirty minutes where not a whole lot happens. Let's just sum this up really quick. Individually, the gang looks for clues, and they stumble on a castle amusement park ride, and so they all meet up there, and they find out there's some kind of brainwashing videotape that's the equivalent of like a behavioral science. Uh, what are those, uh, like, work videotapes, like training tapes? Yeah, yeah, it's like an episode of Saved by the Bell that's meant to brainwash teenagers into acting like what corporate studios think teenagers act like. Absolutely. <laughs> that's right on the money there. Is this where we get to the part with, uh, with the bag of hamburgers? <laughs> no, because this is where I talk about the videotape. Talk about the videotape, then. See if I care. <laughs> okay, so picture this. An alpha Chad and a beta loser are hanging out at the same party. They accidentally run into each other and spill their drinks. And the beta says, oh, uh, sorry. And the alpha, rightly so, says, I will crush your head. (laughs) And then she's like, that's not how you should interact, teenagers. You should interact like this. And then they run into each other. And he's like, sorry, man. And the Alpha Chad's like, all good, home skizzy. Did you check the last vid on the box about home s- spizzle? Word, dog. That was pretty uh, close. 2002. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to talk about the hamburger scene. So after they leave the castle, they're, uh, wait. Was the hamburger scene before the castle? No, immediately following. Immediately following. Okay, so they go back their separate ways. And uh, Scooby <laughs> and Shaggy are hanging out at a bar, like a cantina bar, and we see the most delov- delightful man with an eye patch named Dead Mike answer a phone, and he proclaims, <laughs> I got a call for a Mr. Do here. Uh, this poor schmuck <laughs> just in the background stands up and goes, uh, Melvin Do." <laughs> <laughs> I immediately want to know everything about Melvin Dew. Melvin Dew is just... He's the inventor of Mountain Dew. <laughs> Melvin Dew, inventor of Mountain Dew. 
He's here on vacation with his family. He's been working hard. He's reconnecting. He he thought he got a phone call, you know, because his sister's back on the mainland. She's she's due any day now. So, you know, he's he's curious for when that phone call is going to come that he's an uncle. But, no, somebody was calling Scooby-Doo. And what did they say to him, Alexis? Well, a, a very uh, quiet and ominous voice say, says, I uh, got some hamburgers for you if you go out in the woods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, Scooby, he hesitates, but then he goes, oh, okay. And then he goes into the woods with leaving Shaggy and Mary... Because Shaggy's already distracted by Mary Jane. Does he get those hamburgers, Alexis? Tell me he got those hamburgers. I'm, he did not get the hamburgers. So you're it telling was me a, somebody just put an empty bag in the middle of the woods labeled hamburgers and totally forgot to put the hamburgers in the bag? <laughs> yes. Bad kidnappers. Bad. Bad, bad, bad. I'll tell you what, if I was ever trying to lure someone out to the middle of the woods with the promise of hamburgers, I would deliver. I'm pretty sure there was actually hamburgers in there. I don't remember. I don't think we saw if any. If not, that's entrapment. But maybe Scooby wolfed him down real fast. I don't know. As he does. Of... He is... You have to watch the R cut to see that. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? The way with Scooby eats those burgers. Let's just, yeah, let's just say he doesn't eat them with his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> We're all going to the Raven race. <laughs> that was a pretty Scooby laugh. Thanks. That was it. Yeah. But standing there, at the bag of hamburgers, was a giant, ugly monster. Fred. <laughs> <laughs> you leave Fred alone. I read his book. I love him. You know I do. But yeah, in this Scooby-Doo movie, there are real monsters. Even though this isn't the Scooby-Doo movie subtitled "Monsters Unleashed," or the other Scooby-Doo yeah. movie, was Zombie Island the first one that had real monsters? I believe yeah. it was. I mean, what? in the Harlem no, Globetrotters, wait. the real monster was racism. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. No. Scooby-Doo and the Harlem Globetrotters, the crime was that the people, the bad guys, were making the house that they were staying at seem haunted because they didn't want the Harlem Globetrotters to get a good night's sleep for the game tomorrow morning. <laughs> such a good, such a good one. Oh, it's the best Scooby-Doo plot. Oh, yeah, I agree. That was one of the better Scooby-Doo specials. What's your favorite episode of Scooby-Doo? I like the one where the guy pretends to be a ghost so the Harlem Globetrotters don't get a good night's sleep. We might have to talk about that one eventually down the line. That's that's pretty funny. Only if we can talk about Zombies Unleashed and do a full Scooby-Doo season. Or Zo okay. Zombie Island, whatever it was called. The best one. <laughs> you just want to talk about it because Shaggy's dressed like a blunt. No, that's Death the... Monsters Unleashed. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Alexis, have you seen the Zombie Island one? Yes. Oh, the classic, right? So good. You hear the screeching of an owl. You hear the wind begin to howl, which is a good, great song. Which is a great segue to uh, something I find particularly interesting about this Scooby movie, and that's that the soundtrack is fifty percent bangers and fifty percent out of touch nonsense. Like they got shit by Uncle Cracker, and then 
They have this excellent song called Bump in the Night. If you guys have time listening at home, go to YouTube, look up Scooby-Doo Bump in the Night, and just get ready to, like, boogie down. There's a couple really good songs in this soundtrack. Like, the the Man with the Hex is really good. Yeah. It's like a nice, like, swinging jazz kind of sound. Very, very good song. And, I, uh... Go ahead. I just wanted to say one final note on a Bump in the Night, and that's that the, the bridge after the second chorus uh, features a man whispering, Spooky, spooky, spooky. <laughs> and, and then another voice is going... Bump, bump, bump it up, bump, bump, bump it up. <laughs> spooky, spooky. <laughs> All right, long story short, the monsters, they attack everyone. Uh, it turns out they're real. Nobody believes Scooby-Dooby-Doo at first. Uh, they attack people. They cap. They breathe green stink in their face. They capture them <laughs> and bring them back to their little lair. Everyone except uh, Shaggy, Scooby, Daphne, and Mary Jane get captured. But that's not really important because Daphne gets captured off screen like two minutes later. No, she gets captured on screen. The the big wrestler uh, grabs her. Oh yeah, I believe. But about I mean, that. it's like a five second shot though, so I can see how you would forget that. The Lucha Libre guy. I wonder if he just came to, because you know Spooky Island. We want an attraction where uh, uh, we have a wrestling show, and then he started talking to the evil cult leader guy. And he's just like, yes, I will help you with this soul-sacrificing ritual. <laughs> that sounds epic. I mean, maybe he's got he's got the monster inside him, too. You ever think about that? Got the monster inside him. Ugh. So, Scooby... Scooby-Dooby... Dooby-Doo, where are you? He gets this chased is... by Sugar Ray... <laughs> this is definitely the part where it begins to lose me a little bit. I don't like, you know, the the real monsters and just, like, ATV chases, and there's this weird soul hubbubaloo where the yeah. gang, like, switches bodies for a couple seconds. There's a couple good jokes, but it doesn't really go anywhere. Freddy's gonna check out some titties. Oh my yeah, god! That, that's, that's a pretty good, that's Sur- a funny bit, though. Surprised you glossed over that, Alexis. Do you remember the line? <laughs> hey... I can see myself naked. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> that's the one. Fred gets trapped in Daphne's body, and that's one of the first thing he says. And he's looking down at like Daphne's cleavage, and just you know, just looking down there just and twisting and... his body. I specifically remember that line as a kid because my mom got mad when they said it. <laughs> I got Which, mad when they said it. To be fair, I was like seven, six. I don't know. You remember the flashback with Scrappy-Doo where Scrappy-Doo says to Fred, You don't have to scrout to lead this team. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, Scrappy got a mouth on him. You forget it's a PG-13 movie until stuff like that happens. <laughs> so, uh, the Scooby-Doo gets convinced that he's going to need to be a sacrifice by Rowan Atkinson because he's the bad guy, and his plan is that he wants to suck up all the souls of all the spring breakers who come here so that he can become an ultimate power so he convinces Scooby-Doo to become the sacrifice that's going to be like the catalyst for this ritual yeah they need one one purely good soul to cap off all the other souls 
So bloody bloody blah, the gang gets back together to try and save Scooby and save the world. Hold on. Yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt, and I no, usually don't do this, but you missed one of the most important parts. All the What's souls that? are in this large basin. Oh shit, yeah. Oh yeah, the and they're just, that. They're just CGI models of the actors' heads. And that's their souls. They're swimming around in a creepy little cauldron. And they kind of like pick them up by the ghost tail. And it's really, it's really weird. They make like wet slappy noises. It's not a joke. (laughs) And one time, one time uh, Shaggy picks up a head and he, and there's a guy who goes, oh man, I'm so glad to see you, you know? And then Shaggy interrupts him and says, sorry, I'm looking for my friends. And then puts them back in the basin. If no one else is gonna say it, I will. They definitely tried to make the souls look like sperm. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Oh, I'm a certain of it. That's got to be the joke, right? Because they kind of like spin them around by the tails and throw them around. Do you just spin the sperm around by the tails and throw them around? Is you that don't, your thing? You don't spin your sperm around to your girlfriend and get her pregnant. <laughs> what the fuck? And lasso her around the waist by the sperm and. <laughs> Shaggy hey, hog tire. Shaggy could have just picked up every single soul head and thrown it into the air, and then he pretty much would have won. Yeah, there was nobody around. But I guess they didn't have the they didn't have the disco ball to make sure all the monsters died for realsy though. But it was sunny. <laughs> oh, you Gremlins never mentioned too, bitch. They could have been inside. I don't know. I'm kind of a Shaggy apologist. <laughs> Uh, they all get captured again, and we watch the ritual, and uh, uh, Mondavarius absorbs all the souls, and then he gets knocked on his little keister, and it turns out he was a robot the entire time. Beep yep. boop, beep boop. Which goes back to the beginning of the movie, where his meat suit came out of a robot. Oh, I didn't notice that. That was a nice little bit of foreshadowing. Oh, yeah. You catch on that. <laughs> James Gunn, you did it again. <laughs> Good catch, Alexis. But inside the robot is Scrappy Dappy Doo, because for some reason everybody on Earth, Earth except for me, hates Scrappy Dappy Doo. <laughs> I didn't hate him either. Like I don't, I don't get it. I thought he was, he was annoying, annoying as shit, kid. but he was fun. He'll he was rock different. Him. And he'll suck him. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and out myself as as a child that watched the Scooby Doo like crazy. Like, I just watched Scooby-Doo on loop all day after school. and uh, uh, I, I didn't like Scrappy-Doo as a kid, but I was putting my Duplo towers together and watching Scooby-Doo. <laughs> you kept making a Duplo gun, shooting at the screen whenever Scrappy came on. <laughs> and then he'd look at the screen and he said, Let me at Sam! Let me at him! I'll Stop implanting memories! So Scrappy-Doo invited everybody here from Mystery Inc. so he could get his revenge on them because they kicked him out of the band and he wants to kill them and take over the world. (sighs) Yes. He becomes huge and scary. By sucking the souls out of the basin. He's so goddamn scary. Like, even watching it as an adult, it kind of freaked me out. I hate that transformation scene. That transformation scene belongs in hell. (laughs) (laughs) 
I did get a nice little nervous chuckle when he got the big old dad belly, though. That was pretty fun. And then Daphne saves the day by proving she's not a damsel in distress by by kicking the Lucho man, and uh, he falls down on the big spiky basin that holds all the souls. Yeah, I... so he's dead. He falls right on where the spike was supposed to be, but just kind of okay. rolls off, I guess. He ha I... That had to have been like an, an added take. Because he definitely would have been impaled, and I have a feeling that he was impaled in the original draft of the movie. I got, I got to uh, jump back a little bit, because there's something else you guys Ooh. just mentioned. that it, it just it just clicked another brilliant piece of James Gunn's writing. Uh, What's that? When, when Scrappy gets the gut there, what's actually being implied is that he's pregnant because he's observing absorbing all the sperms. God damn it, Sam. Well, that's not cool. That's not staying in. <laughs> Oh, that one's getting cut. Okay. <laughs> That's where the line's drawn. You know, he's not wrong. Those That's sperms, fair. in fact, do get you pregnant. I'm looking this up. Jamie, pull this up. Jamie, do sperms get pregnant? Do sperms look... get pregnant? Oh, That's crazy, man. So I took DMT the other day, and the, the, the goblins just kept telling me that... They just kept telling me that you can get pregnant from pre-cum. I, I mean, I know, but I know. <laughs> why they keep telling me? I like that the, that when they free the real Mr. Monteverius from prison, he says that the reason Scrappy was here was because he auditioned for the for the role of evil elf. <laughs> <laughs> so that pretty much tears it. We got the movie. Everything's wrapped up. Scrappy goes to dog jail to be euthanized. <laughs> Oh, come on. He tried to destroy the world. He's getting the death penalty. <laughs> I thought they were just going to send him to Dr. Sultanov, the pet psychiatrist from Dunstan Checks In. Oh. Was that his name? Yeah, Dr. Sultanov. Hmm. So we've been doing right. ratings throughout this season, and I've, I've, I oh. want to do a new metric for this one. Specifically, Alexis, I want to know where you would rank this movie against all other Halloween movies. Just, what's the Halloween movie above it and below it? And kind of roughly, we'll guess Ooh, where that puts good. it. If you need a second, we can cut, we can, we can cut that air, too, because that's a hell of a question. That is a hell of a question. Do you have one in mind, Sam, while we're all thinking? No, not at all. Oh. Here, I guess I got one. Alright. So, for the Scooby-Doo movie, I... And... I don't want to hear any flack about this, but I think it is better than Hocus Pocus, but I think it is less than uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Just barely, though, because I genuinely enjoyed this movie. <laughs> I think that it's better than Halloween 1, but worse huh? than Halloween 4. <laughs> what, what, what the fuck did you just say? You heard me. Oh. Adam, come on. Halloween 4 is a classic. I think you it's... You mean Halloween 3? No, I mean Halloween 4, the one where Michael Myers says that silly mask. Oh, yeah, when he's got, like, the weird... Never mind. He just looks sad. <laughs> I, I, I put it above The Thing 2011, but below <laughs> The Thing 1984. Attaboy. I think it's... Un under killer clowns from outer space. <laughs> Ooh, really good Ooh. one. But it's above uh, the Charlie Brown 
took like It's <laughs> <laughs> at the bottom. Oh, Charlie Brown, what are you going to lose there? Oh, man. Fuck you, Charlie that, Brown. Absolutely fair, though. <laughs> I want to talk about my favorite my favorite part about this movie before we close out, which is the setting of Spooky Island. I love that place. It's beautiful. I'd love to go. Like, I watched it with my wife, and my wife was talking about how exciting it is, and it just pulls you in. The atmosphere is amazing. Like, it feels like a genuine theme park. Did they build that as a set, or is that a real place where they filmed on location? Because we could it, potentially It is go a there. real place, but they, <gasps> they decked it out with spooky... Uh, Trappings. Ah oh, man. They got all twenty twenty two. They're gonna open they it got... back up, baby. <laughs> I believe it's in Australia. Twentieth anniversary. Oh, I caught Spooky Island in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, kangaroos and Spooky Island. <laughs> we had to bring in the dingoes to get rid of the kangaroos. <laughs> I don't know where that went at the end. Woof. <laughs> Woof, there it is. How do you feel about Spooky Island, Alexis? Um, I'd stay there, honestly. It just looks so cool. Even, they have a Spookapalooza. I just think it's neat. They have I a Spookapalooza. Spookapalooza, honestly. Mm. You know that, like, Spooky Island used to be cool, but starting in, like, 2015, they became overly commercialized, so now there's, like, a merch stand on every corner, and there's, like, three different tiers of Fast Pass. Man, I saw Uncle Cracker at Spooky Island in 2005. Best experience. Night of my life. Best night of my life. <laughs> Though I did end up in the Soul Well, which was a little uncomfortable, let me tell you. You ever see Neon Genesis Evangelion? It's a little like that. <laughs> I give this movie a 4.20 because they cut all the weed jokes. <laughs> they kept a couple in that we didn't mention. Mary Jane. Mary Jane. Yeah. The Mary Jane one and uh when there's smoke coming out of the van when they're grilling. He's like talk about toasted. <laughs> I thought he was talking about the buns. Oh, he he was, but I think we were meant to think they were smoking dope in that van. Oh, yeah, for sure. They're cooking up dope in the crock pot. God, that van would smell terrible. Mm. <laughs> Wet dog and weed. Oh. And Shaggy <laughs> Rogers. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Just the <laughs> dank human smell. <laughs> <laughs> what would you rate this, Alexis? Um, I'd say a 6 out of 10. Before I give my rating, the, you guys bringing up the van scene reminded me that uh, the the guy who brings them the invitation, the contract, his envelope to deliver to them has their names uh, Norval Shaggy Robert Rogers and Scooby Scoobert do, and their address is Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that. <laughs> I give it a some. I give it like a genuinely a 7 out of 10. I, I really enjoyed this one. It made me smile. It makes up for the scary godmother. You no, I gotta shut give the it a fuck real, up. I gotta give it a real was... rating of, of 7 because I also do quite enjoy this movie. Okay. That's what, what I, I thought. I thought this movie was gonna suck ass. Yeah, I just... I don't know what happened. It aged so beautifully. Like, the CGI with Scoob is a little weird, but... Especially the that, monsters. The, yeah, the monsters are really bad, but like... I, this was like right 
when this was one of the earliest movies to use uh, full CGI on a, like a prominently on-screen character. So that's something, at least. I want to ask Alexis one last question. Alexis, who do you think would smell worse? Shaggy Rogers or Kid Rock? (laughs) Shaggy. He does so many questionable things. (laughs) You don't know where he's been. (laughs) Oh, that's such a wonderful point. (laughs) Yeah, he's always, like, hiding in fish barrels and shit to hide from monsters. You've convinced me. We... We've never seen a, sh- a scene of Shaggy showering, you know. Kid Rock well, just smells we- like that booth at Trader's World where they sell the dragon statues. <laughs> Damn. How evocative. <laughs> it just smells like incense and incest. Wow. Oh. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another Halloweeny. I have been Drew. I've been Sam. I've been Adam. And our guest for this week. Alexis. Thank you very much for joining us, everyone, and thanks for the guest star, Alexis. Always wonderful having you. Well, thank you for having me. And don't forget, everybody, keep your Scoopies dude until the plane has come to a complete stop. Melvin, Melvin, do, who are you? I need to know your story.